In the NFL, Daniel Jones' time is now. Pat Shermer announcing that Daniel Jones will be the week number three quarterback for the New York football Giants. That sends Eli Manning to the bench after two weeks and two losses. The New York Jets took a beating on Monday night football, losing quarterback Trevor Simeon to an injury as well. Luke Falk will be their starting quarterback for week number three. Micah Fitzpatrick is on his way to the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's according to multiple reports. The quarterback will be dealt for a first-round pick from the Steelers. And in Major League Baseball, Lucas Giolito will be shut down due to a lat strain, and Chris Archer has been moved from the 10-day injured list to the 60-day injured list for the Pittsburgh Pirates. I'm Dan Straffer, and this has been your Fantasy Sports Radio Network News Update. Stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for more updates at the top of every hour. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Rona solo here for the final hour, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern as we do each and every weekday. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis, on the gram at Aaron88. Check out all my work, fulltimefantasy.com. I will have a fab article posted today, hopefully very shortly. It's already been filed. So uh, extensive article, and it gives you the range where you should bid. Now, I've always said this. To me, one of the most difficult things is trying to explain fab to the people uh, because or or giving them recommendations on the budget because it's so different from league to league. And now you've had two weeks in your league to kind of see the aggressive nature of it. And so I give you a suggestion, but it's not gospel. You know, if I say 150 to 200, that essentially means 15 to 20%. I do it based on 1,000 because that's what the high-stakes leagues use. You might have 100. So it's essentially 15 to 20%. But, you know, you have to adjust to your individual circumstance. Because say you have Tyreek Hill, Alshon Jeffrey, and Michael Gallup, you need a wide receiver really badly this week. So you might have to go higher than the number suggests. You might be in a situation where you're loaded at wide receiver. You don't need one, but you like to add one of these guys for depth to the bench. You don't need to go 15 20%. You can go lower. It means you might not get them. Okay, fine. You put someone lower in the pecking order for less money, and maybe you get rewarded like last week if you – bid on Demarcus Robinson last week, like I did, you got him for cheap, you know, and that's where being ahead of the curve is important. So even if your team looks in great shape, you still work the waiver wire, you look at it, but just keep in mind, those are just suggested bids. Uh, If you have any specific questions and you could ask them on the message boards and the forums, we can help you out there, give you a better idea, but fab uh, they want me to give a suggestion, and I don't mind doing it, but it's it, it's really difficult to cover every single league. There are people who play in 12-team leagues with 20 roster spots. There's people who play in 12-team leagues with 16 roster spots. So it's different, you know, and the starting lineups are different. So it's just a suggestion. If you feel like that's too low, I got to go higher, do it. You know your league better than me. I can't help every individual. This is just a guide to give you an idea. So don't be afraid to go higher if you have – a team need, you know, maybe you're desperate at running back and Raheem Mostert's out there and you know, he's going to get double digit touches. You can go higher than the suggested bid. Uh, so just keep that in mind. I, I feel like in fantasy sports, the most difficult thing to help people with as far as a price is fat because 
I remember a couple years ago when Keenan Allen was a free agent and Doc and I were in different online championship leagues. He got Keenan for really cheap. My bid was probably double his, and I didn't get him because in my league, someone said, I'm going to be way more aggressive and get him. And in Doc's league, they weren't, and he got him at a bargain. So, you know, one league, I could have someone tell me, oh, that was a spot-on fab suggestion. You said 15 to 20%, and I got him at 16%. And someone else could say 15 to 20%. He went for 34% in my league. That was a horrible suggestion. So that's why. It, it, you don't know from league to league. There's always going to be a possibility of someone in your league who's very, very aggressive. So it gives you a ton of players, suggested bids. And again, if you have any specific questions, just go on the message boards and forums and ask that, and we can help you out with that. Dr. Roto has his waiver wire article up. We have our Fantasy Football Weekly Snap Count. Very good article. I mean, I look at that. I checked the data actually on Monday. I went through a lot yesterday. Very important. You want to see who's on the field. You know, we see guys... They score a touchdown. Oh, okay, yeah, I'll pick this guy up. Oh, wait, he played 25% of the snaps. Means there's still a ways to go. So that's definitely a, a very good article. Um, you could also check out, uh, I was on Bull Market Fantasy today with Jim Kramer and Bill Enright talking waiver wire. So there's video up there on the site as well. So ton of content there. And obviously a lot of people peppering the message boards today with trades, with all the injuries and uh, waiver wire advice, so we'll get to it. So uh, obviously Tuesday, very, very busy day for the waiver wire. So we will uh, get everything on there, uh, so make sure you check it out. Uh, let's uh, take a look at the game from last night and, and the fantasy takeaways. Browns beat the Jets 23-3. to Baker Mayfield, decent fantasy day when you consider the quarterback disappointment this week, but I wasn't very impressed. I do think the Jets' defense played very well, considering that their offense couldn't really move the ball. Uh, and they were on the field quite a bit, but I thought the Browns' offense was was not great. Uh, Baker Mayfield, 19 to 35, 325 passing yards, one touchdown, one pick. But again, a lot of it came from Beckham, especially on that 89-yard touchdown pass. But look, that's partly why people like Baker Mayfield. When you have an explosive player like Odell Beckham, it's going to help the quarterback. So it's two weeks into the season. Clearly, the Browns have some offensive line issues. And as I've been saying, this is essentially still the preseason to me. I think these teams are still trying to figure some things out here, uh, conditioning, and I, I'm hoping it gets better this week because I thought week two in the NFL was terrible. I thought most of the play was bad, and I'm hoping it gets better this week. So well, I already got a question about dropping Baker Mayfield. Now, the options on the waiver wire are like Dak Prescott and Garoppolo. I don't know how Dak's out there. That must be an eight- or ten-team league, but I don't think you drop Baker Mayfield yet. Uh, again, I don't like what I've seen so far, but uh, I think it will get better. Nick Chubb. Uh, pretty good on the ground, 18 for 62 and a touchdown. Uh, he was more involved in the passing game, too. Four targets, catching all of them for 36 yards. They did pull him on some third down and passing plays for D. Ernest Johnson as Dontrell Hilliard was out with a concussion. But still, I mean, if Chubb, if they're going to run the ball 21 times and he gets 18 carries and he catches four passes, you're going to be happy. And we all know everybody's worried about Kareem Hunt coming along at some point. Uh, but but I, we can't worry about that right now. So uh, you're pretty happy with Nick Chubb after he was vultured in week one uh, for a touchdown at the goal line. Odell Beckham did what we expected. I expected a big game coming back to MetLife Stadium, even though it wasn't against the Giants. He made that great one-handed catch along the sideline, uh, deep inside Jets territory. And then, of course, he had the long 89-yard touchdown. And that's the thing. You, there's not a lot of receivers in the NFL who have that explosiveness to take it 89 yards. And that's why Beckham was that you know, late first-round pick. And I did get him in actually only one league. Yeah, I took him at 12 on the turn. So 
I uh, wanted to get at him on at least a team this year because he could put up monster numbers. We saw what he did the first three years at the Giants and he played with Eli Manning the last couple of years, and it just wasn't wasn't working well as Eli Manning couldn't hit him. Uh, Jarvis Landry, disappointment in this game, three for 32 on seven targets. Didn't expect – I don't know. I didn't love Landry this year. He was going in the fifth, sixth round. I just like better receivers, and I'm not saying he's going to stink the rest of the year. There's certainly volume there. This offense, I would think, would get better. And, uh, of course, David Njoku leaving – with a concussion, so we don't know his status, and the tight end position is already very, very thin. So if Nujoku missed time, that would just make it worse for a lot of teams that are searching for tight ends, and there's not much on the waiver wire right now. Lots more ahead. We'll continue to look at this game. We'll look at it from the Jets' perspective as they're down to their third-string quarterback, and we'll also take a look at some of the top news and headlines. More quarterback injuries. We'll discuss it. Adam Rohn is here, full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Very busy day here as we get set for week three of the NFL season. Week two wrapped up last night as the Browns beat the Jets 23-3. And if you didn't have player props, money on the game, or fantasy players involved, I don't know if you stayed to the end and watched, and I can't blame you. It was pretty uh, horrific. Obviously, Sam Darnold out with mono. Trevor Simeon gets the start. He completed three of six for three yards before leaving the game with an ankle injury. He is out for the season. Luke Falk came in, the third-string quarterback, and usually if I was the third-string quarterback, I'd just be looking at the stands for women the whole game. So I'm sure he wasn't ready to play and uh you know you, he went in there and was okay um he was 20 at 25 198 yards 7.9 yards per pass attempt took two sacks and you know it was slow it was very conservative early on but he got a little bit better but it was prevent defense uh but still the jets are in big trouble if the jets go to new england this week man oh boy I mean, look, uh, that's the thing is we look at offenses across the NFL, and I feel like people are like, yeah, don't play this team, don't play this team, don't play this team. Well, we got to fill our lineup with someone. So uh, for the Jets, look, Le'Veon Bell was phenomenal. He really was. I know you're going to be like, he was phenomenal. He had 3.2 yards per carry. Well, Cleveland knew he was getting the football every play. He had 21 for 68, and he broke a ton of tackles. And with no threat of a quarterback, well, more importantly, though, 10 receptions for 61 yards on 10 targets. So he got the job done uh, with, you know, 22 points in a PPR league and almost scored, had a fumble inside the 10. So it could have been a bigger day. But you have to be content with what you got um, from from Bell yesterday because he had the uh, MRI earlier in the week with the shoulder. So for him to go out and do that on a day where the Jets put up three points uh, was solid. I believe he's a top five running back so far in PPR. And look, it's going to be difficult this week because you know Belichick is looking to take him out and they go into England. So it's going to be ugly with Luke Falk at quarterback. And as the, 
the line indicates 22 and a half. New England favored over the Jets. Uh, but it's just also a reminder if Bell's going to get a huge workload like this, you know, you worry about him holding up. So Ty Montgomery in deep performance, certainly a good stash on the bench. It's probably tougher in leagues with 16 rosters. Be on a roster with 20, 20 roster spots in the online championship uh, play FFWC. And I don't have Bell on that team. So I didn't take a look at my roster yet. I'll start going through waivers tonight and tomorrow and see if I'm able to hold on to him. Hopefully I can. Robbie Anderson, we know it's – first of all, Robbie Anderson going into the year had a slate of really tough cornerbacks, and now at the third string quarterbacks, even worse. I actually started him in a league this week, and obviously I can't do that uh, next week unless I'm desperate. I mean, he did put in a respectable four for 81 on six targets and had a touchdown taken back due to a penalty. Uh, Jamison Crowder. Look, I think we felt like, all right, he's not going to take a huge hit. Now, we all knew he wasn't going to get 17 targets again. But I think you figured, all right, they'd look to the slot receiver, especially with Anderson getting the attention. And it was ugly early. He wound up finishing with four for 40. But just amazing how Jamison Crowder went from you felt extremely good about him after week one where you drafted him. And now you're like, oh, boy, can I even start this guy? So, yeah, it's a mess right now for the Jets. Really, Le'Veon Bell's the only guy you really feel comfortable starting. So it was an ugly week to week two, and I think it kind of encapsulated the week uh, because it was pretty ugly. We had a lot of injuries and a lot of disappointing performances. So, uh, again, there are teams out there that are 0-2. I know it's depressing right now, but don't worry. We're going to help you. Head on over to fulltimefantasy.com. We'll get you through it. So, um we do have a little bit of news here on the Panthers quarterback situation. Uh, Ron Rivera said that Cam Newton was uncertain for week three against the Cardinals, so that they've been treating his foot. This is the foot that he injured in the preseason. And the way he was speaking, it sounds like Cam could sit this week. Now, everyone was wondering whether it would be the rookie Will Greer or Kyle Allen at quarterback. And... It sounds like if Cam is out, it's going to be Kyle Allen. The quote is, I think Kyle's more than ready. That's from Ron Rivera. I think he's got a really good arm, makes good decisions. He just needs to speed himself up a bit. So it sounds like he could start this week, and it's a good matchup against the Cardinals. Not that you're using him, but you know, I think you're probably okay using Samuel, DJ Moore, who obviously were getting open at will last week. It's just Cam Newton was very ineffective, and I will repeat this, and I say it a lot. Don't believe what these teams tell you. Look at their actions. We knew Cam Newton was hurt. I don't need to hear from the coach. Oh, he's fine after the game. Look at the way they deployed him. They did not run him. Cam Newton has five rushes for negative two yards this year. That's all you need to know. That is not Cam Newton's game. Part of Cam Newton's strengths over the years is his rushing prowess, and they did not run the ball with him on fourth and one. That would never happen in the last several years. That's prime Cam Newton territory. They've run run that play, the quarterback sneak, more than any other team over the last couple of years. So that's all you needed to know. And I knew Cam wasn't healthy. So it just sucks because Cam Newton did have a good matchup this week against Arizona. Again, he's not ruled out yet, but the indication, it's not good. So uh, Carolina also dealing with a quarterback issue. Man, these super flex leagues, it's going to be crazy, man. Uh, for people that lost Ben Roethlisberger, now you're going to see crazy bids on Mason Rudolph, Teddy Bridgewater, 
Daniel Jones if he's out there. And, you know, the Cam Newton earners are concerned. I mean, think about it. You could add Cam Newton and Ben Roethlisberger. It's, it's wild, man. It's been a wild start to the season. And, you know, that's why you have to keep working the waiver wire, work these trades. You know, injuries that happen. It's part of the NFL. We always get a week where it's insane. There are going to be weeks where it's quiet. But, again, this is a physical sport. And it's why you have to keep churning your roster. And, yeah, sometimes it's – it sucks when you get hit with a lot of injuries, and it's going to happen, and that's why you need to have more than one team. If you have one team, come on. You can't do it. you, you got to have multiple teams. We've all been there. Even the best players have years where they just get hit with tons of injuries or bad luck or they lose by one. I had a friend text me that he's lost the first two weeks of the season by .7 points, and uh, he lost by .2 yesterday, .5 in week one, and – I asked him, I said, all right, well, do total points matter in the league? He said, no, it's record. We said this before the year, but I'm telling you guys right now, if you are in a league and all they do is go by record, tell your commissioner now. I know it's more of an off-season discussion, but bring it to his attention. Say, hey, we need to change this. There's a, The high-stakes leagues do this. The total points matter more. The schedule is random, man. It's random. You could have, you, Right now, you could be sitting in the league with the second most points in the league, and you're 0-2. And, yeah, it's only two games. Season doesn't end today, but you missed the playoffs. How is that fair? We're trying to eliminate the luck factor in fantasy. There's always going to be an element of luck. We're trying to eliminate that. So you need – what I do in my home league is double headers. And every year until two years ago, the top six points got in. And then there was two years ago, the team with the second most points didn't make it. So I changed the rule – now it's the top five records and then the team with the next most points. And good thing I did because last year, the team with the most points wouldn't have made it if it was top six records. So even in double headers where you think, oh, yeah, it's going to work out well, there's still some element of luck where it won't work out at times. So make the league better. Total points have to matter whether you want to do top four records and then the next two teams with the most points. You have to have total points into the equation because there's – Going to be a team that has a ton of bad luck and loses by one and point three. It happens every single year, and it's random. You know, you you might have the second highest score in the league this week, and you go up against the high score, and that could happen three weeks in a row. It's just not fair. So you got to make sure that you uh, eliminate that. Uh, so again, with the Panthers, looks like there potentially could be Cam Newton sitting this week. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. But again, just reading some of the. Quotes from Ron Rivera, the indication is is Cam Newton could sit this week. They're treating his foot around the clock. Uh, but we saw Cam Newton wasn't healthy last week. He was way, He's never been an accurate quarterback, but he was way, way off, and he didn't run. So another situation that we have to monitor at the quarterback position this week is who knows what else we're going to hear. But lots more ahead. There's also a quarterback change in New York, and I'm not talking about the Jets. I'll let you know what it is and what it means for fantasy. That is ahead. It is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. 
It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. On a Tuesday afternoon, as we start to look ahead to week three, lots going on in the NFL right now, and a lot of work to be done on fantasy teams with the injury landscape. And to help you navigate the murky waters, you can head on over to fulltimefantasy.com. Use the promo code RONAS50 to get your first two months for the price of one. You can ask your questions on the message boards and forums at any time. Um, we got tons of articles up there as well. Uh, week three waiver wire pickups from Dr. Ardo. My fab guide will be out today. And again, the bids are just suggestions. So if you feel like you need to go higher, don't be afraid to do it. You know, I, I put in the top that every league is different and you know your league better. Maybe you have an aggressive league or maybe you have a really need, a bad need. I mean, think about it. There's a team out there with Tyreek Hill. Maybe A.J. Green, who you're waiting on. Alshon Jeffrey, who might sit. Michael Gallup. You might need to be very aggressive to get that wide receiver because, remember, it's a week-to-week game, and every week is important. You're 0-2, you know, you need to try and get a win this week. You can't stash players. You know, there there comes – and I have a couple 0-2 teams, so I can't look to stash. I got to get a win this week. I need to put up points or the season slips away. I mean, look. You can come back from 0-4. I've seen it done before, and total points matter. But we don't have a long – this is not a long, patient season. This is not like fantasy baseball. Got to make moves. You know, playoffs start in a lot of leagues week 14. So we got bye weeks coming up, too, in week four. Beginning next week, we have bye weeks. So got to make these tough decisions here. We're here to help you go through it. Uh, again, Fab article will be up today. I do have a waiver wire column right now on Sports Illustrated, si.com slash fantasy. We'll look at the waiver wire. And, of course, uh, you can also check out Bull Market Fantasy Live with Jim Kramer and Bill Enright from ffchamps.com. I was on there today as a guest, so that video is posted as well. You can find that. So lots of content to cover you guys here uh, for week three. Uh, some other news today is the Giants are making a quarterback change. Daniel Jones will be the starter for week three. So I am not surprised that this happened. We talked about it on the show yesterday. When Pat Shermer came out and didn't name Eli Manning as the starter, I knew it was over because you don't do that. If you weren't going to make a change, you just say, yeah, Eli Manning's a starter. He didn't do that. He Once he opened that door, I knew it was over. I knew Daniel Jones was going to get the start this week. So Eli Manning, $23.5 million this year. Definitely uh, not the wise decision there. Look, Daniel Jones was very good in the preseason. 29-34, that's 85.3%, 416 yards and two touchdowns. So he looked very good. Now, uh, it's going to be a tough start here. Uh, Sterling Shepard, I don't know if he'll be back. He's dealing with a concussion. Golden Tate's still suspended. He'll be back in week five. But look, you drafted this guy number six. You need to see what he can do. I don't think there's ever like a perfect time to put a guy in. Uh, but get him in there. I mean, Eli Manning wasn't doing anything. Uh, you know, Jones can move a little bit. And you want to see if he's the answer to your quarterback. And obviously, the Giants think it, taking him six overall. But uh, it's good to get him in there now. Why waste time? Giants weren't going to win this year anyway. So I think it is the right time. Certainly in super flex leagues, you can add him. Uh and there's actually a few quarterbacks to add this week in Superflex Leagues with Mason Rudolph taking over, Bridgewater. Minshew was probably picked up in leagues last week. So, uh, and of course, the Ben Roethlisberger owner needs that, Eli Manning as well. So lots of uh, potential options in Superflex Leagues this week as it's already gotten ugly early in the year. 
Uh, it looks like LaShawn McCoy's MRI came back clean or no significant damage, and there is a chance that he plays this week. Damian Williams also dealing with a groin injury. So Darwin Thompson could play a big role, and he could be available on the waiver wire because if you remember, in high-stakes leagues, there was a lot of hype on him, and this was before LaShawn McCoy was brought to the Chiefs. And Thompson started to rise to the seventh, eighth round because Damian Williams was injured in the preseason. There was also concern about Damian Williams. Remember, he's never had more than 50 carries in a season. Yes, we want exposure to the Chiefs offense, no doubt. And we saw Damian Williams in a small sample last year do well. But there was concerns about his durability. Now, it's possible Williams plays this week. We don't know yet. And that's the unfortunate part. There are leagues that run the waiver wire tonight, and you're going to be in a tough spot trying to figure out the bids. Now, obviously, for the high-stakes leagues in the FFWC, we run our waivers Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. So we will have some injury reports tomorrow and more clarification. We really don't get too much on a Tuesday. Uh, not everyone speaks with the media, uh, and not all of them are obliged to give out the injury report. They don't have to. Because remember, last Wednesday, we found some things out, and I've said this numerous times. There might be a player that on Sunday we had no idea is hurt, and then all of a sudden Tuesday and Wednesday we find out they're hurt. So we knew Michael Gallup took a, a hit to the knee, and it was reported, I think, late Sunday night. Yeah, late Sunday night it was reported that he was going to get his knee checked out. So that, that came out, but there was something last week. I can't remember. Last Wednesday uh, there was an injury or two that we had no idea about, and it came out. So that's possible it happens tomorrow. So you have to stay posted on that, especially on leagues where the waiver wire runs tonight and then maybe first come first serve tomorrow, be on the alert. And I try to put the news on Twitter as soon as I see it. And, uh, you know, I've had people there say, oh, thanks. I saw your tweet and I made the move. So if I help one person, it's fine. I know Adam Schefter's out there and you guys all follow him. But, you know, sometimes uh, if, if I help one person make a move, I will do it. You know, hopefully I help way more than one. But that's why I do it. So uh, I'm usually on top of those things. So anytime I see something, uh, I try to let you guys know as quickly. So follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis. But with Darwin Thompson, you're, well, I think you're going to want him anyway. You know, is LaShawn McCoy going to hold up the whole year? Is he going to be effective? Like he looked good in week one, not as good in week two. But you want something in this Chiefs offense. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who drafted Thompson and held on. But in leagues with 16 roster spots, I could see people moving on from Darwin Thompson last week when they saw he didn't do much in week one. So he becomes someone that is pretty appealing this week, especially if McCoy or Williams is out. Uh, he's going to play a much bigger role. We saw he was pretty impressive in the preseason. Some other things that stood out here in week two, because uh, sometimes people just look at box scores, they don't see the games, and they have the reaction. I thought Kylo Murray was good, man. I really do. Uh, I think he's going to be fine going forward. Obviously, they couldn't finish off some drives on the road against Baltimore, but Murray put up over 300 yards passing and just didn't have the touchdown. You'd like to see him run a little bit more, but I think you have to feel good right now if you have Kyler Murray. I mean, again, uh, Ravens are a good defense. They are not what they were the last couple of years, but Murray was very efficient. I just am surprised he's not running. That That's the biggest question here, you know, but he threw for 349 yards on the road against Baltimore. So... Uh, the touchdowns will come, and it was just a little surprising that Kingsbury wasn't as aggressive. They were inside the five-yard line three times on fourth down, and they did not go for it. So I think you need to be a little bit more aggressive there. Larry Fitzgerald, man, 
boy, this guy's amazing. And I only got him in one league. And actually, he's like my sixth receiver in an online championship. I actually didn't play him this past week, but I think I will now. Uh, I think Josh Gard- Gordon's one of the players in that team, and it looks like it's going to be a headache week to week. Uh, I mean, look, with the Patriots, the Chiefs, you know, you're going to play most of the players in those offenses because they can go off any week. But there are going to be weeks, more so with New England, because they have so many weapons and they can run the football more, that, you know, he, he, they, they're just quiet. Uh, but we see so many offenses right now where we're just scared to invest in that uh, it's kind of tough to sit those New England guys. You just have to understand you're going to get weeks like you got last week with Gordon and Edelman. Uh, not everyone's going to go off every week. We saw with Sony Michelle. He had the touchdown this past week. He was quiet in week one. But Fitzgerald's playing great. And Christian Kirk, too, man. I'm getting questions. Like, Don't worry about Kirk. you got to be happy if you have Christian Kirk right now. I mean, this offense, again, I think it's uh, looking pretty good. And I think it gets better. Same game, too. Marquise Brown. I was laughing at people last week who, oh, Brown only played 14 snaps. Come on, guys. Have logic here. It was a blowout in week one. He was coming off a list break injury. There's no need to push him on the field. What happened? A more competitive game. And Marquise Brown, 13 targets. Ran 37 routes. Was on the field quite a bit. I think his snap rate was around 65%. We knew that was going to happen. There was no need to push him in week one. Ease him in. So I hope you guys listen to the show read the reports because there were so many people out there like, I don't know about Marquise Brown. He wasn't on the field much. When he, when he's on the field, he got the football. And you, if you watch the game or even watch the highlights, you saw his explosiveness. And we all knew he had speed coming out of college. And Lamar Jackson certainly looked way better as a uh, as far as his accuracy. And hopefully you guys have Brown. I have him in a few leagues. It's so funny because so Marquise Brown was my preferred receiver on the Ravens. So I did a draft in June for the FSGA, and I took Marquise Brown. Then, as Brown wasn't ready for training camp, I'm like, oh, maybe it's Miles Boykin. I started to take Boykin. Uh, but fortunately, I do, do still have Marquise Brown in in two or three leagues. So I kind of wish I had him in more, and I kind of should have, I guess, stuck with my original plan. And, you know, it's a lesson learned. You know, it's a long season, you know, and – we're always trying to learn lessons here, and you know we do make constant changes in the rankings. And I should have just left Marquise Brown higher than Boykin because Brown's the better talent. And uh, not that Boykin's not good. I think he is, but I think Brown's better. And I should have just left it that way knowing, all right, it's a double-digit round pick. Just be patient. So uh, you just learn from it. But I, I do think uh, you're going to see uh, uh, solid numbers from Brown. Uh, as I mentioned uh, in the first hour, with Jacoby Brissett, uh, I think they've been a little conservative with him so far based on the, the game flows here. But he's got five touchdowns and one interception. And I do think that you start to see the Colts get a little bit more aggressive. They're, they have a, a schedule coming up. Where I think they're going to have to pass more. They got Atlanta ahead. And I think they're just easing Brissett in. I do think they'll run the ball more than they did compared to Andrew Luck. Uh, Paris Campbell's the interesting name here. I was uh, very high on him before the year, drafted him in a few leagues, but he only played 25% of the snaps. What that means, though, is I want him as a roster stash in a deep league. Uh, He did score a touchdown last week. I think maybe they start to increase his snaps. I'm hoping Deion Kane played more. Uh, Kane's interesting, too, especially if this offense can open it up a little bit. But I still do like Paris Campbell long-term. Can't start him now, obviously, but I'm hoping he gets more snaps in the weeks ahead. Lots more ahead. Give you key week two takeaways and what it means for your fantasy team going forward here on Full-Time Fantasy. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Rona solo here, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Tuesday afternoon. Two weeks in the books in the NFL season and your fantasy football season. And it's not over, no matter how bad it looks, man. Even if you're 0-2, you got to take a look at your roster, figure out what's wrong. Even if you're 2-0, could have some issues. So got to work that waiver wire. We got to wake three waiver wire article up. By Dr. Otto, my fab article will be out today on FullTimeFantasy.com. We have the Fantasy Football Weekly Snap Counts. I love looking at that stuff, man. The more data you have, it's very important. You know, I just went over it with Paris Campbell. You know, he scored a touchdown, but 25% of the snaps, it's not great. means he's a stash for now. And I do have Campbell in a league, obviously not starting him, but just holding on. And you have to do that sometimes. You know, you, you, um, you know, hopefully you have deep benches. I play in a lot of leagues with 20 roster spots, so... Uh, you know, stash these guys. And unfortunately, if you have injuries, you're going to have to make tough decisions and you can't hold the Paris Campbell because you got to try and win this week. So every situation is different. And that's why we have the message boards in the forums at fulltimefantasy.com. You can put down your specific situation and we can give you advice catered personally to your team. So make sure you check that out. Of course, we'll have the uh, rankings up usually tomorrow, maybe tonight, uh, week three rankings. But as I stress all the time, no need to rush your lineup decisions right now. We've got time. We're going to find out more injuries. We got one game on Thursday. It's a crappy game, Tennessee and Jacksonville, which we get every year. So wait until Thursday if you have any players in those games. And there's not many you want to use in that game, I can tell you that. So relax. Be patient. Focus today should be waiver wire and trades. And, you know, there might be some teams that have to trade. I hate trading for quarterbacks, but, you know, there are teams that I've seen with Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. And if you're the Mahomes owner, you got to deal with Lamar Jackson. There's no need of keeping that stock on your bench when he's been absolutely tremendous. And this is what I would do. And this is how I work on trades. So say I had Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. What I would do is I go to the roster grid. That's always a valuable tool. You go to the roster grid. You look, okay, who has Roethlisberger? Who has Breeze? Who has Cam? And if the team only has Ben, you go, okay, here we go. That team is desperate. Now, if I'm the Ben Roethlisberger owner, I'm not panicking. I go to the waiver wire, and I look. Oh, Andy Dalton's there? Okay, I'll take him. Jimmy Garoppolo's there? Oh, I'll take him. Josh Allen? Josh Allen, guys. I'm getting so many questions, and Josh Allen's on the waiver wire. Cannot happen, man. I mean, look, has he been phenomenal? No, but he's been good. And as we mentioned all the time, with quarterbacks who run the football, their floor is high. Josh Allen has scored a rushing touchdown in two straight games, and yes, he's still making some poor decisions. He's inaccurate, but he's improved. And look at the weapons he has on this team. John Brown is a hell of a receiver. He's got Cole Beasley, Zay Jones. I mean, look, the only guy that I'm really playing there is John Brown. I mean, John Brown's been excellent so far. Seven receptions, 72 yards, and eight targets last week. So uh, that's the one guy. But it's an improved over what he had last year. So Josh Allen 
definitely if he's available. I picked him up in a league last week where I had Winston, and I played Allen over Winston, uh, and that worked out. Again, I'm not giving up on Winston either just yet, especially this week at home against the Giants. But that's what you have to do this week if you're, uh, you know, have multiple quarterbacks. Uh, there's a lot of team hurt. It's hurting right now. Trust me, I know. I'm hurting in a couple leagues of quarterback. I had Ben in two. Fortunately, I have Ben and the other other quarterbacks, Kyler Murray. So I'll start Kyler Murray every week. The other one is Ben and Trubisky. Boy. Uh, so I'll go to the waiver wire. And if that doesn't work, then maybe I'll look to make a trade. But I think there's enough on the waiver wire that I can get by uh, for sure. So, again, any specific questions, ask them on the message boards or forums, and we'll help you out. Uh, just don't panic. You know, that's the thing is a lot of people panic. And going back to a team that has two good quarterbacks, you can take advantage of the team that's panicking. And that's what you should be doing. Because trust me, that Ben Roethlisberger owner, if that's the only quarterback he has, or maybe he has Roethlisberger and Brees, he's, he's really worried right now. I mean, his pants are brown because he thinks his season is in peril. And you got to take advantage of that and offer him a trade where – you know, again, you have Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes, which is certainly possible because Lamar Jackson in a lot of leagues was going late, sometimes outside the top 15, which I thought was crazy. And uh, did I, I mean, I didn't expect Lamar to be a top five quarterback this year. I expect uh, that was potentially in the outcome. I did think he would get better as a passer, but he's been absolutely unbelievable so far. But if you have that combo, maybe you have Dak and Lamar. That's certainly possible. Those are two quarterbacks I was targeting. I mean, I did an article on five hundred Valley quarterbacks, and Lamar Jackson and Dak Prescott were in there. So if you saw that, you might have had both. Uh, certainly, you could trade one right now. I probably want to keep Lamar and trade Dak. And this is coming from a Cowboys fan. Again, Dak's been good, but the matchups have been favorable so far. you got to think they start to run Zeke a little bit more. But you, know, you should be looking to trade. You could have the other approach. As well, well, I want the safety of the quarterbacks. I've seen the disaster and the carnage that has resulted here in the first two weeks with Ben Roethlisberger out for the year, Drew Brees out six weeks, Cam Newton maybe out, and maybe you say, I want to play it safe. I understand that. I'm a little bit more aggressive. You know, you got to be aggressive in this game. You can't be conservative, man. Conservative doesn't win. You got to be aggressive, you know, and look at the people who started. If you did last week, I applaud you. Demarcus Robinson, as Dr. Roto and I talked about in the first hour both of us have them in several leagues we didn't start them but that was an aggressive play that worked out for you if you did I didn't see the need to do it although in one league uh, had I made that decision over Mike Williams I think I would have won instead I lost so it it does happen you know but if you make those aggressive decisions it works out so yeah if I had Dak Prescott Lamar Jackson uh, again I go to the roster grid look who has Ben look who has Breeze look who has Cam they might not have a backup and see what you need from them. Maybe you get a really good running back. They're desperate. You think they want to go into a week? Most people don't want to go the way wire and pick up Stafford, Dalton, Garoppolo. I think they're fine. I really do, based on the matchups each week to week. But most people don't. They think they can't win. And they're going to want uh, – they see what Dak has done. They see what Lamar has done. And they're going to want that on their roster. And they're going to be willing to give up a little bit more than they're supposed to. So take advantage of that. Roster grid, very friendly tool on your sites. That's what I do for trades, man. If I had those two, now I'm on the other end this week. And a lot of leagues, like I said, I don't draft two quarterbacks. I do if it's 18 roster spots or more. So I, in the online championship for the fantasy football world championships, I always draft two quarterbacks. We have 20 roster spots. 
So I have two quarterbacks in those leagues. Uh, I, I actually have a 14-team league where I only have one quarterback. And some people don't like that. Uh, when I do those drafts in June and July, I'm not taking a second quarterback. During the season, a little bit different. You can add one. But again, I, I just I want to stash those running backs, man, or receivers. Because... You know, they can instantly blow up. Like in one of those leagues where I have one quarterback, the 14-team league, I have Demarcus Robinson. I picked him up. Uh, I'd rather have that. That's going to help me more over the next few weeks. I mean, Winston, I just need to be respectable, you know? So uh, there's different ways to go about it. And, you know, some people need the safety of two quarterbacks. I'm willing to take that risk. Again, with 16 roster spots, 20 or 18, I'll have two quarterbacks. And... You know, the argument for two quarterbacks looks great today because of all the injuries, but that's hindsight. That's taking the recent data and applying it to fit your narrative. We went through last year where I don't recall a ton of quarterback injuries. Garoppolo did get hurt week three, but it wasn't that bad of a year. So this just happens to be a week and a year where the quarterbacks have gotten hurt so far. So, um, again, this should be today should be the date of trades and waiver wire. Don't worry about setting your lineup. We got several days for that. And again, the Thursday night game, not a lot. Uh, some other things that stood out. The 49ers wide receivers. Right now, you know, everyone's like, oh, Debo Samuel. And I think he's a good pickup if he's available. Don't get me wrong. But, man, they are just spreading it out amongst those wide receivers as far as the snaps. Debo Samuel played 29 snaps. Now, he led the team in targets, yards, and receptions. But it's not a lot. Dante Pettis actually played more snaps than Debo Samuel. Now, snaps are one part of the picture. It doesn't mean everything. You know, you could be on the field all the time and get no targets. It doesn't matter for fantasy, right? But if we're looking at players that do something, want to see them on the field, I do think over the long haul, Debo Samuel will probably want to be the best receiver on this team. Uh, Marquise Goodwin is still solid, too. He's always a deep threat. Obviously, health's a factor. Dante Pettis, man, just not getting it done. Uh, I think he's droppable now. I wanted to see another week, and he did play. But, man, it's just it's been negative since the preseason. And uh, I got sucked in early. I did a draft in early August where I have him, and I think I'm cutting him this week, potentially. I got to look at the waiver wire, uh, but he's, he's probably going to be cut. Fortunately, I have Cole Hardman on that team. And uh, there was another league where I had Pettis. I can't remember where it is. Was it? Uh, I don't know. I don't think it was an online championship, but either way, I think Pettis certainly is a guy that, you know, unless you're in a deep league, yeah, I could see cutting him. Maybe with 20 roster spots, maybe I'll hold on. But they're just spreading it around among these receivers. And then remember, we still have Trent Taylor and Jalen Hurd, who could be back in uh, a week or two. So it's just not a great situation there for those receivers. They're spreading it out. But definitely Debo, Samuel, Marquise Goodwin are the two best options right now. But that could change. It really could change. So uh, it's definitely a situation you have to to keep in mind there uh, right now. As we said, Raheem Mostert, if he's available, you got to get him. I was able to pick him up in a couple of leagues last week, including my home league, didn't start him. But, you know, he's probably going to be in there on some passing downs, and he's going to get double-digit targets. Uh, now, Jeff Wilson, he's more of a guy you add with 20 roster spots. So, like, uh, an online championship, world championship, yeah, he's worth rostering. I don't think you spend a ton. You know, people are going to look at the two touchdowns last week. Now, he was used in the goal line situations early. I want to see if that's a trend that continues. But he played 15 snaps. 10 came in the fourth quarter with the 49ers having the game well in hand. So you don't have to add him in league with 16 roster spots. Most are you do. But Jeff Wilson, someone to look at in deep formats uh, for sure. Uh, I was getting a lot of questions yesterday about Chris Carson. People a little bit worried about him. 
He's had a fumbling issue here the first two weeks of the season. I don't think you need to worry just yet. Look, I was I liked Rashad Penny before the year anyway. I thought Rashad Penny had fantasy value in this league anyway because I thought he was going to get double-digit touches every week. And we didn't see it in week one, but we did see him score a touchdown and play better in week two as Carson saw less snaps. Uh, Carson played 54% of the snaps. So um, Penny was at 33%. So I'm not really too worried about Carson yet. You know, they did have a key fourth and one from the 33, and they gave the ball to Carson. He picked up two yards, and they iced out the clock. So that's a big spot, game on the line, and they went to Carson. So uh, really not worried about it yet. But, yeah, if Rashad Penny's out there, I, he, his ownership's too high. I was about to put him in the waiver wire article, but I didn't because the ownership's too high. I mean, obviously, I know in the online championships he's owned. Uh, remember, I have to – it's a wide audience, so not everyone plays in the high-stakes league. So uh, I try to go a little deep towards the end, and uh, trust me, I know. I'm in leagues with 20 roster spots, 12 teams. There's not a lot on the waiver wire. So um, – you know, you, if you have those questions, of course, again, message boards and forums where we answer them. Carlos Hyde, he's looked better than I thought. Again, he's very touchdown dependent, but he's, he's really not catching much. Uh, both guys, though, uh, Duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde, are very effective on the carries. I mean, Duke Johnson's 5.9 yards uh, per carry, but he's not getting the ball. So I know everyone's like, oh, you Duke Johnson owners were wrong. I don't know if we're wrong because Duke's been very effective when he's getting the football, but they clearly feel like Carlos Hyde's more equipped for a better workload. The problem is he had nine fantasy points last year with 20 touches. That's just not good. He's so touchdown dependent. So do I feel good about starting Duke Johnson right now? No, but I don't love Carlos Hyde either because he's very touchdown dependent. We don't see a big role in the passing game. So kind of hold, hang in there with Duke Johnson. Obviously not a great start right now just because uh, we're not seeing him involved enough. Uh, but hopefully it gets a little bit better because I think Duke is really good. He just needs more volume, and we're not seeing it right now. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up with any other or late-breaking news and things that stood out from Week 2. It is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here for a couple more minutes, but don't worry. If you have any questions, head on over to fulltimefantasy.com. Get on the message boards and forums and ask away. Give the details of your league. My week three fab article should be posted shortly. The week three waiver wire article from Dr. Roto is up, as well as our snap count article. I really like that one as well, so make sure you check it out. A report here from the Washington Post, the NFL's decision on whether to put Antonio Brown on paid administrative leave via the commissioner's exempt list remains pending after league representatives met for 10 hours on Monday 
with Brittany Taylor, who accused Brown of rape and sexual assault. So a familiar person with the case, a person familiar with the case, said there was nothing imminent as of Tuesday afternoon on the league's decision about whether to place Brown on paid leave. So it's unclear if it's going to be made this week. And there is no timeline for the decision to be made because it depends on what the league's investigation finds. So just uh, another headache with Antonio Brown. And it's funny. So one of my first drafts of the year, I took Antonio Brown. That was in July. Then I'm like, you know what? I'm not touching this guy. Not in camp, the helmet, the cryotherapy. I don't want no part of it. And then uh, when I got the news that Saturday in Vegas before the season started, that he was traded to New England, I said, all right, sixth pick of the third round, I'll take Antonio Brown here. I know he's going to sit week one, but he's going to New England. If New England's going to take a shot, it's going to work. And, of course, then the news came out about this. So uh, it's been a headache for Antonio Brown and uh, those that have him in fantasy. And obviously in New England, it's a good situation. He didn't play a full complement of snaps, but they did get him the football. But now it's going to be a week-to-week thing where we're just not sure – if he's going to play. So those with Antonio Brown need to be prepared that he could sit at any time. So just make sure that you have a contingency plan because the league can strike at any time. And I've said many times, I have no idea what the NFL is going to do. He might play the whole year. Maybe they put him in the commissioner's list. I have no idea. I do know this. I'll be back Wednesday afternoon, 2 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have a great day.